0: Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie.
1: How to transform into the mover and shaker that God has called you to be. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie, CEO of Dream Design Labs, here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where our mission is to help contractors all around the world turn their business into a ministry that flourishes in God's name. And we believe that marketing doesn't have to be hard. You just need the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I am super excited to have Ryan Groth of Sales Transformation Group with me today. Ryan, welcome and thank you for being here.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's really cool to be able to talk about you know talk on a Christian podcast. Uh, I'm excited, so thanks for having me,
1: dude. Absolutely, this is a huge blessing. Uh, I know you've impacted so many lives, and uh, I I just I had noticed that. You had some scripture po- posted in your on your page, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, we need to make this happen." So this is this is awesome, dude. So good. It's a blessing. It's it's a divine appointment, is what it is. So for sure, amen to that. And before so before we jump into, we're going to jump into some value bombs. Uh, obviously, Ryan has uh, some amazing talents that has you, God has blessed you with, and you're furthering the kingdom using those talents. That's amazing. And I'm looking forward to helping contractors uh, be able to grow their business and bless their families and bless the communities around them. Mm. But before we jump into that, give us your story. I know it's a good one, so I'll I'll let you take it away, man.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll talk a little contractor. I'll talk a little Jesus. I'll mix it in because um, it's all that's he's the reason why um, I'm here. So, um, and uh, hopefully, this will give you guys hope to believe in him too and lean on him. Um, yeah, so my parents, uh, you know, they had my brother and I at a young age and, uh, lived in Southern California and my, uh, my dad and my mom became addicted to like crystal meth, uh, pretty young. And my, my mom's sister and her husband, you know, um, we, we ended up staying with them because, uh, there was just so much chaos with, uh, the addiction of, uh, and, and just, the, the bad relationships, my, you know, the infidelity, uh, the road trips, it was, it was messy. And, um, and I was, you know, I was kind of blurry. It's blurry for me, to be honest. You know, a lot of it, it's, I, I don't remember it. I just remember a lot of screaming and a lot of, uh, chaos. Um, and honestly, that was about all I remembered. <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, but then my, my mom's parents, uh, Christian missionaries, you know, and, uh, you might be wondering, like had my mom. Uh, end up living like that. Well, she was a missionary's kid and it's not always pretty. I mean, uh, my, my, my grandparents traveled to Nigeria and India and did some you know, radical type work. So, um, you know, but we ended up moving in with them in central Florida. So we moved all the way over. And, and I, I, I remember this gave me a lot of faith early on. I remember uh, this might be a little out there for some of you guys, but this stuck with me. We were driving uh, in a little RX-7, like a little Mazda RX-7. So, like, my brother and I were in the hatchback. That's how small of a car it was. And we were driving from California all the way to Florida as little kids. It sounds neglectful. It was, okay. (laughs) Um, But we're still alive. Um, And, you know, we were driving in the middle of the night. And, um, you know, my my parent, my mom, my, my grandfather, big old guy, big preacher guy, we were driving, and we—I just remember seeing all these eyeballs on the road, and it was all the deer light, the deer eyes, and this, and like there's so many deer. We ended up driving, and um, we were going to hit a deer, and a deer was coming out. And we were going to hit hit it, and then all of a sudden, the semi hits it, and it was like, and, they, and they, my mom said that it looked like it was going like 200 miles an hour, it's like a supernatural encounter with something that protected us from um essentially you know hitting a deer in a Mazda RX-7 in the middle of the night in Texas we would have died so um but ended up like it was just like a like she, she shared that like my grandfather goes well thank you Jesus <laughs> I was like wow so we ended up moving to south uh to central Florida and you know I it was a we went to a small little like Pentecostal church and there was like 40 people there and it was uh, home-cooked meals and dinner and, you know, clean up your mess and can't leave until you finish and in bed by 7.30. And and I felt the safety and structure um, that was the polar opposite of what I was living in in California. Mm-hmm. And so the seeds of, of like, of that experience of, you know, my grandparents, although there wasn't nothing, nothing's perfect, I felt that um, safety and I felt that like, childlike innocence kind of stayed intact while I was there. And then, um, but my dad, you know, who could have decided to move on with his life, loved us so much. He uh, got out of his drug, he had an overdose and he got out of that and um, moved to Central Florida, worked as a gas station attendant. And I remember running and seeing him as a surprise. My mom, who didn't want us to see him because she knew how, you know, addicted and kind of a rough person he was, but she knew it was best for us to see him. So we ended up like seeing him at a gas station and like, I didn't care. I didn't know. I just loved my dad. And I ran and like hugged his neck and I was so glad to see my dad. Mm. And, and I look back and I'm like, dude, my dad could have totally started a new life Mm. and done drugs and he wasn't perfect, but he chased us down and he like loved us. And I honor him for that. Mm. And, um, and he just got me into sports and baseball and, in football and coach me and you know he saw the best in me and although he was a total mess the guy was a mess all right mm-hmm. um god protected us and gave him the strength to, to be the dad that we needed and um you know it was challenging though i mean i saw him make poor decisions with relationships i saw him so so needless to say i was i was kind of struggling in high school i was struggling in middle school and then um it was it was uh i was cursing like a sailor i was looking at you know porn. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And I remember um, just being in that broken environment with my dad and then just seeing like the high school kids, parents who are healthy and they, they seemed like normal, you know? And then I saw, I saw in the football locker room, some kids were praying and I just like decided to go in there when I was 16 years old. And I decided to go in there and pray with them before the game. And I felt God's presence. And I was like, whoa, this is eerily Comforting and familiar for me because I was really lost and broken and struggling. And um, I ended up meeting, I go in their youth group, and I was like, wow, like everything they're talking about, I've heard before. And it just reminded me of my grandparents. So I went and saw them every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. We drive up, and I said, Hey, Nana, I'm a good person. I'm going to heaven, right? And she goes, Oh, son let's go to Winn Dixie and get some blackberry cobbler. And she shared the gospel in the car ride and led me to Christ as a 16 year old. Whoa. So like, yeah, he plucked me out, dude, of like where it could have gone. Cause I saw the, 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 the chaos. And, um, and dude, the Lord just like led me, you know, as a, through sports. And he led me into football teams and baseball teams. I ended up feeling uh, inspired to, to just take baseball as far as I could. And that was the, the main like connection between my dad and I. And, um, I ended up uh, moving to South Florida, and you know, getting fired up and all in on like local church and and baseball. I made a you know work my way very far into uh, into the, the, this journey. So fast forward, I ended up going Division One, uh, playing at Oral Roberts University, getting drafted for the second time, playing professional baseball. Um, and then, and then after baseball was over, uh, thankfully the Lord had done a deep enough work in my heart that I didn't like totally escape. And, you know, cause my identity was heavily tied in that. But then he, um, uh, he spoke to me when I was uh, on the road and he gave me, he gave me like this image and he said, son, I have something bigger and better for you. And I just saw myself hanging up the spikes and, uh, and I didn't know what that was going to be. And I, I still i'm still blown away by what's happening today and i don't know what the future is going to be but i know it's going to be great because he's good but god showed me like impactful like encounters more and more just showing me he's real show me he's worthy of trust showing me that i can i can rely on him and he's just been blowing my mind ever since and so i've been uh, married 10 years now we have four beautiful children Um, we, uh, I got opportunity to grow and get into the roofing industry with a large roofing company, got mentored by him. He was like a business father for me, like a dad, amazing guy, treated me like a son, poured into everything he could. And, um, and as a result, I was able to learn how to, to, to really catch my own fish. And I started my own business four years ago. And now we're almost, uh, working with almost 600 contractors across the country and helping them transform into the leaders and sales organizations that can make an impact and and create an abundant life. And, uh, and now we're doing that too. We, uh, we live in Maui, we have a beautiful couple of acres overseeing the ocean and um, we love our community. And, you know, we're just, we're growing and, you know, sharing the good news of being a salt and light all that we can. And um, it comes from, um, you know, when baseball was over 12 years ago, Right before I met Lindsay, um, I was pretty broken because I felt lost. I didn't know who I was. I was like, I, you know, baseball's over. I was all in. I was all in. And then um, I remember going to this church, and somebody came up to me. She's like, "Hey, I just feel like God wants you to know that, like, you're no longer a prodigal, but you're a son." And I never heard like the voice of approval of my walk with Him from the from God in that way ever before. I always felt like He was like. um you know, hey, you're not a prodigal. You're a son. Like, stop dipping tobacco every day. Stop looking at porn. Stop being. You know, read the Bible more. I felt more of like a, a, works base relationship with him. And when I realized that, my identity is fully wrapped up, secured in him. And he can't. He won't love me anymore if I if I am holier. He won't love me any less if I make a mistake. I never felt that. When I felt that, it. I felt safe. And it's been just working my way into every part of my fabric and my being ever since. And that's how we lead is from this identity in Christ uh, that we can't add to his work. And he just, just so good.
1: Dude, that is amazing. Amazing. You've been, you've been uh, to hell and back. You know, that's, that's a wild, that's a rough start. And for you to bring it all together and make something of yourself and get, come, you know, get with, get with the Lord and, and uh get on track is amazing your dad as well uh had, hats off to him to 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 making that that right decision you know eventually and i can relate with that i have i have a similar uh, that's a big connection for me as well as that i as i one my father you know made his issue had his issues too but he did make a ultimate decision that ended up like being the right decision so it's like yeah there's so many faults you can look at but there's this one thing that he did do so i totally connect with you on that so for sure man it's
0: important to honor our parents man and not have a lot of unforgiveness because that'll that'll carry over into your children and so we we made a, a huge effort to like Get our hearts right, you know, with our parents, and not uh, blame or accuse. I mean, they're broken too. Like they're coming in with a deck of cards worse than us, you know. Right,
1: hundred percent. Awesome. Well, dude, Ryan, that's an amazing story, beautiful story. I was getting choked up there a little bit. Uh, man, so much I can relate to. But um, so let's let's keep it moving. Um, so good. Um, so let's jump into the meat. Let's jump into the value bombs. So uh, we have Christian contractors listening in. We want to build them up so that you know, one, their souls are saved, but that also their businesses can become their ministries, right? That that uh, we that God can uh, help those that business grow so that it can further the kingdom, and that's where we have your awesome expertise and your awesome value bombs. God has blessed you because of your obedience and your and your trust. And, uh, you know, now's, now's the chance to kind of turn around and hand, help someone up that needs it. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump right in and say, so Ryan, why do so many people never experience all the breakthroughs and success that they want?
0: Yeah, so uh, I think that as an, as like a contractor, as an owner, um, a lot of people find themselves stuck. And I think that you know, a lot of it is uh, is is brokenness in their own heart or limiting beliefs and ungodly beliefs that are holding them back. Uh, I see. I see people don't like. Let me say this: like Jesus isn't a foot massaging. You know, uh, like like servant. Uh, like like floor mat. Like Jesus, our Lord, is a warrior. Man, he is a mighty warrior. Like he sent an angel. King Hezekiah and killed like 180,000 men that was about to destroy Israel. Like he is a warrior and he wants to crush evil and stomp on the enemy's foot. So when you as an owner take full ownership uh, of the identity in Christ that I am, um, am, uh, my identity is a mover and a shaker. My identity with Christ in me is to break through barriers, extend our tent pegs, to take over and have dominion that dominion is for the betterment of others, the expansion of His kingdom, not for your own gain. There's two. There's two things going on here. There's you seek His kingdom, or we seek your own kingdom. And I'm um, and I'm going to say it. Your own kingdom is the devil's agenda, right? It's just, it's Satan's agenda. If you want to, like literally, his um his one of his mantras or one of his uh, commandments is "Do it thou wilt." So he's basically trying to say to the world. Do what thou wilt, do what you want, and so you're literally on assignment with the enemy's agenda if you're, if you're seeking your own kingdom. However, when you take on this identity, that I am assigned, given authority, I'm my, my identity is uh, to embrace all that God has for me, and I am designed to expand his tent pegs, my tent pegs, and show his kingdom. And display it you know, we're called to be to be faithful to grow all these entrusted so I think that a lot of people get stuck when they see a, const, a construct of success in a limited lens and I think that like I remember one part of my journey I thought that being in ministry and on a stage was actually what I felt success to be so I actually wanted to hurry up and grow a business sell my my shares so that then I could full time be on a stage and make, you know, nothing, right? No money and then this, that was my like we get we get we put limits on ourselves by viewing others and comparing ourselves to others and saying that looks like success to me. So I think that when you start to li- like really obey uh the Lord, you'll find that his obedience is actually so much more empowering than you actually realize. He says obeying God is so much scarier because it requires you to be ready so that he can entrust you with more. So, I would say that the reason why people get stuck is they don't, they limit their view and then they don't stay present in what is God trying to do in my heart right now or in the skill set right now, in my relationships right now. They're not faithful with the little that they've been given. They think about the end game. And what I would say is, you know, if you want to be faithful, sorry, you want to see breakthrough. You need to become faithful with the little. And here's the little. It's not that little. His word, how he sees you, your family, faithful with relationships of mentors and access. I mean, now we have so much information. Be faithful with that. Be faithful with knowledge. And God's like, hey, that's a son. That's a daughter. I'm looking to and fro throughout the year, seeking a heart that's completely mine. And he's looking and he's looking and he's looking. And he's like, oh, there's Brandon. He's been faithful. Let me just dump uh, favor on him so he can go be faithful to expand that in which I'm going to give him. And then he's trusting, he knows that our son, as sons and daughters, we're going to represent his kingdom in such an encouraging way and model his leadership. Because the last thing he wants to do is pour out favor on somebody who's going to uh, not be able to handle the blessing, right? So, I think that people struggle by limiting themselves and then thinking too far into the future and not staying in the moment and even in the past. But like it's that, what's today like, Papa? What's it like? Romans eight and the message is like my favorite. He talks about um, this "what's next, Papa" kind of life. And when you look up with this like, "Hey, Abba, hey, Papa, what's next?" attitude, he's like, "Okay, here, let me show you. Let me show you." And then, um, then we start to experience major breakthroughs.
1: Dude, that's amazing, amazing. Uh, as, yeah, one thing uh, that I remember is that, you know, Jesus was a king and a priest. Priest, he's healing people, but he was also a king and kings take territory, you know. Um, that's where people get mixed up that, um, that oh, make growing, um, you know, growing your business or growing, expanding your pegs on the tent is a bad thing. Like, you should give it all up, be on stage and not make anything. But really uh, we're called to take, you know, take back business, take back politics, take back media, take back territory. And, but first be faithful where you are now, because God's looking for that faithfulness so that he can bless you. And he's not going to bless you before you can handle it as well. Right. So Um, dude, so good. I love that. So good. So for those for those of you that are listening right now, uh, I hope you're getting massive value that you're, you know, look at your heart and I know I am, I'm looking at my heart and making sure that I'm releasing my grip on what I want on my kingdom mm-hmm. and that uh, I'm focusing on furthering his kingdom, which takes all the pressure off of me. So that's nice. You know, I'm focusing it's all on his anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all his, he has unlimited resources. So um, dude, so good. I love that. Um, so, uh, number two is Ryan, how important is it to know your true identity as a Christian and what are most people believing?
0: Oh man, this is uh this is so, this is a, one of the biggest questions, you know, um, your identity as a Christian is so important to know. Um, I think that a lot of people. There's a couple of ways this this could this ends up going. One is, hey, uh, I am because I'm a Christian and because I do Christian things, I am actually a superior person than most, right? So that ends up um, actually displaying a Pharisaical uh, like works based you know, not, not confident in his work, but your work, that is what a lot of people believe. They actually, you know, and and in fact, because of that, it crosses into how they treat people politically. They like, look, I, I, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but when you are a Christian and then you're saying like FBJ chance, you know, um, or FJB, that's not like Christ like dude, like, come on. So like, like, I think that when we start to find ourselves detaching from others and finding ourselves superior, we're becoming, like, egocentric around our work. That's, again, falling back into your own your own kingdom. That's, like, that's where some should be. That's where some ought end up being. And then you have um, other other examples could be uh, their identity is in what they do. There's, their identity is in, hey, like, I am a Christian, but, hey, I'm also – marketing leader and I do great things and I build great things right there's also um, identity goes heavily into what people have like so like hey I have a sweet house a Maui and I have a Ford Raptor those things I do have and I like those things but that's that starts to become a huge source of value and and and, um, and like how like let's think about what identity is it's like how you perceive yourself and where do you find your value right so do you find your value in what you do, whether it's your works, whether it's your performance and work and business and sports or whatever? Is it what you have or is it in what other people say about you? A lot of people place their identity in what other people say about them. They get caught up in gossip. They get caught up in industry knowledge and, I'm sorry, industry uh, hearsay. And And at the end of the day, Jesus never promised all those things to be great. He didn't say you're going to have all these things you can do great things and you everyone's going to love you like in fact none of those things are promised but one thing is promised is how he sees you will not change and to me the father looks upon us because of christ and is well pleased and he looks at us because of christ and he sees us as white as snow he sees our sins gone he sees us and so when somebody um is ashamed and remains in shame that is not fully embracing your identity, right? Because God's paid for that. If you're continuing to remain in sin, you know you're you're not embracing your identity because that's not who you really are anymore. You're not, you know, uh, an addicted person, a selfish person. That's not who you are. So, as we go from glory to glory, um, the more we embrace our true identity and let that belief and that that healing go to every crack and crevice of our bodies and our hearts. We start to uh, live more like Him every day. We start to see uh, His. We start to see uh, Him, and we start to interact with Him. And at the end of the day, it's we look at Jesus like He could do nothing without the Father. He literally was Christ on the earth, but He said, "I don't do anything but what the Father tells me to do. I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to, to say it." So he is like immersed in the father's, like he's got his ear and he's talking to him and he's listening every single moment. And that is deep trust in relationship. That is deep, like intimacy with somebody that you're like, I like, I love you so much. I won't go left or right without you. And that's like the kind of, like, I I actually feel God's presence right now thinking about that because he's so close. Like he's, He's like at the he's he's closer than our skin is, is to our bodies. He's so close to us right now, and he is all in on us. But most of us are all in on ourselves, what other people think about us, what we're doing, what what we have, what we're accomplishing, and the Lord's just like, hey, like seek me first, the kingdom and my righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Don't worry about it. Just like let's grow so that when you go to heaven, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant good and faithful servant is going to be not as a result of what all the signs and wonders he did, but based on how obedient you were to his voice and how close you were in relationship, because you and me have both had two completely different assignments within the context of what God's, uh, his great commission. And um, so it requires, it requires like John on Jesus's like breast, you know, and that's what we need to be is like, for those of you don't know, John was, out of the 12 disciples, there was three. And then out of three, there was one that was John. And John felt like the most intimately connected to Jesus. And he just he just relied on him and he just leaned into him. And that's, uh, that's where I'm being challenged to step more and more into. And it's fun to see him work despite my, uh, my efforts.
1: Dude, oh, amazing. Yeah, so finding where is your identity? Like audit yourself, right? I'm checking myself. I know I'm like, okay. Am I, you know, really idolizing things such as what I think, what people think about me, what I'm doing, uh, what I've accomplished. So for those of you listening, you know, just take a moment to think about that. Where do we find our identity? And I I feel convicted that I just need to daily, you know, daily separate my flesh from my spirit and really keep taking away that pride and ego where I keep finding identity in other things and doing this and doing that but really what it comes down to is the raw core is finding your identity and value in being a child of god and yeah. being saved by jesus and like you said
0: uh-huh. made perfect i'll just say this word before your next yeah. it's so like uh, before you get it before you say next Do it. he wants he wants to prove to us that he's easy to run to hmm. like he wants to show us He's easy to say, but God, like, but God, like, to first, the first thing we think about. He wants to show us that he's easy to run to. Um, on our way to Hawaii, we had a crazy couple experiences, but we've met some YWAM guys because there's a lot of YWAMers in Hawaii, youth with a mission. We end up visiting, visiting with these, like, young couple, 18, 20-year-olds are all fired up. And we're chatting with them. They're beautiful people, and they're just amazing. And one guy's like, I have a word for you. I'm like, okay. He goes, God wants to show you. That um, you don't have to cast your own shadow, but you can, you're safe within the shadow of his wing. He wants to show you what it feels like to stay within the shadow of his wing. Mm. Where before I was completely finding safety in my own mm. monthly revenue numbers <laughs> or whatever I'm doing right now, and um, it just blew my mind. And like as as I started to rest in the shadow of his weighing and really trust it just it only mm. just multiplied our business just like and i just and he, he wants to show us hey but god like god is a easy to run to mm. he's safe to run to mm. way better than yourself dude
1: so good yes he's there right there all the time anytime we can run to him i love that okay um and what does it mean to seek the kingdom? How does that play out in our lives and in your life?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I touched on this earlier and it's so important. Like, again, like seek his kingdom. It's like, what is his kingdom? Is it some, is it some like castle in the sky? You know, what is it? And I think it's, it's his, you know, it's his rule. It's his reign. It's his order. It's his, um, it's his leadership in in all the all the areas in our life, and so I like to say, like if you let him, op- if you open up the door of your heart and let Jesus in, what's he, what's what's he going to do in the open the areas of your heart? Is he going to leave it there? Is he going to restore it? Is he going to heal it? Is he going to find put his truth in there? Is he going to create a safe atmosphere? Is he going to burn incense that's pleasing to him? Is he going to have joy in there? Is he going to find peace in there? And so uh, he's going to create all those things. And I think that um, for me, seeking his kingdom in all things, uh, thats a, actually our family mission statement is to trust the, trust the Almighty and to seek his kingdom in all things. And we want to see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in every area of our hearts and our lives. And I think it, it, it starts with, um, it's, again, starts with letting him in to the vulnerable places and letting him show you what kind of a contractor he is when it comes to remodeling the home of your heart. He wants to show you what kind of designer he is. And and then when you see that in your heart, first with salvation and then with restoration and sanctification. And you start to find that intimate you know, relationship with him. He starts to... Um, Starts to build his kingdom through all the other areas of your life, your close friendships, your marriage, your children, your household, your business, um, your finances, your decision making, your stewardship, your faithfulness, your giving, your brand positioning, um, your health, your wellness. And then after that, it starts to get into your influence, your giftings, your platform, your your, uh, center, your influential sphere of influence. Uh, politics, contracting, marketing, sales, information, online, uh, you know, you name it. He starts to expand his kingdom in and through your center of influence. And some are going to be gifted differently, and some are going to have more power and impact than others. But I think that where it gets weird is when that, that selfishness comes in. And that, that typically, for me and what I see with a lot of high-level entrepreneurs, it comes from that broken place of I'm afraid, I'm ashamed. I'm never going to let that shame happen again. So I'm going to control my life. Dadgummit. I'm never going to be poor. I'm never going to, I'm never going to have this in my life. So, I, so a lot of how I responded to my upbringing was, I'm going to perform my way into feeling valued, into feeling safe. Well, it turns out I ended up becoming very selfish and narcissistic, self-serving. My wife didn't like me very much because of how, uh, how focused I was on me and my, my building and making me feel safe. And at the end of the day, that is a deep work that all of us need to do because if that's, that doesn't happen, people can build empires that fall terribly. You know, you see pa- mega pastors, right, you know, cheating on their wives and, you know, destroying an entire congregation. You see, you see just terrible things, even with gifted people uh, that are so hell-bent on building something for themselves because they feel good about themselves, and that's still an identity issue. So I think that when we go deep – Um, I'd rather be known in heaven and not known on earth if I can, because of that, but that's a hard thing to do, right? Mm. Can we actually do that? Mm. Can we live like that?
1: Dude, amen. Amen, brother. That is so good. I'm so excited that, that we're doing this. (laughs) This is awesome, man. I'm pumped. Um, so that, that's amazing stuff right there. Um, so, I mean... For me, one of I feel like my mission and uh, 100% need to check myself every step of the way. That I'm making sure that this is God's mission. That I'm getting a a confirmation that this is what He wants, not what I want. um, Is to like first, it's like the cornerstone or foundation of building a house. You know, you need to make sure your cornerstone is is queued up right. um, And getting for Christian contractors are listening to this. My big thing is, I believe, and I believe that God has told me this: that that first we need to get our hearts right before we can start to expand our businesses, expand our ministry. That is our business, because, like you said, God's not going to want to bless us with something that we're not going to be able to handle. And so, uh, 100% getting our hearts right. This is all. This is amazing stuff. This is exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, so for those of you that are listening, like, boom, check yourself, check your heart, take a step back, look at your heart, open that heart up. And, um, once we're, we're working on that, we're mending that, then we can start to further God's kingdom through our business, through our ministry, through our relationships, through our family. Uh, so that is all amazing. All perfect. Like, great. Uh, I love all of that. And so now also I would say, uh, just uh, one nugget of wisdom that that maybe you could give a Christian contractor that's listening. Because I actually know some contractors that, uh, you know, they're in a tough spot. You know, uh, they're, they're not sure how they're going to pay their bills this month. You know, uh, they're, they're trying to provide for their families and they're uh, beginning to trust in God and beginning... To sow seeds and beginning to do this, and and it's, it's so encouraging because I'm seeing this and I'm like, Amen. You know, uh, this is amazing. thing. these are amazing things that are happening. Um, I'm seeing them. They're trusting even in the, even in, though they can't see, right, anything. So, with all of your experience and your talents and your gifts that God has given you, uh, what's one? one nugget that you can give to that let's just say this it's one christian contractor i mean i'm just going to picture one off, off the top of my head let's say this one person uh he's he's deciding he kind of was uh i'll leave it vague but basically was saying like oh yeah you know i kind of used to be christian I used to go to church got far away from it and now kind of everything's falling apart and da, da, da. and i'm like boom dude it's like like let's let's bring you back let's get your heart right let's get you're on the right track and he's he's doing it with, uh, faithfulness. And now I want to take your gift and potentially be like, hey, this is a gold nugget for you. This is the one thing I would tell you if you uh, wanted to grow your business, you know, uh, to be able to provide your, for your family and uh, be able to for the kingdom.
0: Yeah, so I would speak to this guy, you know, a girl, and I'd just say two things. One is this is a, something that my wife and I, 10 years ago, started to encounter when we struggled financially, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, My wife and I kind of were praying through, we felt like God was like, hey, if you can't trust me now, when there's not much money going on, how do I know you're going to trust me when I give you when there's much? Mm. So that was a, that spoke to my heart. And I really believe right now, if my wife and I had a billion dollars right now, Mm. it would not change us. I believe we would give, we would expand it, we would find ways to grow it. I mean, that's a big jump from where I am right now. But um, I believe he's preparing our hearts for that because it's only going to magnify his his name. But it all goes back to when we didn't have much money. And I was I had some very small beginnings before I started this business. And, um, and we still found ourselves finding ourselves feeling rich in him Mm. and rich in his love rich in him and he became our like sustenance. Because when you don't do that now, are you going to use is he going to be your sustenance? We so you have 500 grand in the bank?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. How I mean, how much of a life would that be if you have a million in the bank? And no sustenance from him that becomes your sustenance? Mm. What you can buy with that? How many people think you're awesome with that? what you've what you felt like you accomplished with that Mm. it's very it ends quick it ends quick and it it does the fulfillment is it ends quickly Mm. but if you're like but the lord has been my sustenance the entire time and yeah i have a million but i'm grateful but you know what makes me more grateful is how good he is and how faithful he's been and how he's shown up and how i can rely on him and i can abide in the shadow of his wing and like when that when I had a bad month and I thought it was all going to go to but then I got five referrals that close in one day and I'm like good lord you're so faithful hmm. so that would be what I would say and secondly it'd be good get some sales training so you can go get work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be the next thing is to get sales training if you could if you can solve a sales problem everything else takes care of itself you could find out a way to figure it out later but if you if you can't figure out sales and getting deals in at the door and filling up your the job board. Um, it's going to be hard to make money so yes yeah, that's a bit
1: dude yes and amen brother i love that um and so obviously sales transformation group uh so tell us where where can we find you ryan tell us tell us uh, where we can learn more about sales transformation group and you personally as well
0: so um you know look at our you know facebook i have a you know i, I try to add friends here and there I, I kind of maxed out you could follow me but um you know, Instagram, Ryan underscore Groth. You can find out some more personal stuff. We actually have, we don't post very much, but I have, my wife and I had a team Groth uh, page. So if you look at my Instagram, I have a link to team Groth, which is my wife and I talking about family and, you know, faith. And we talk about like non-business expressions, which, you know, this is really fun to, be able to do. Uh, so you can share some of that uh, or take a look at that. Uh, we we could do more. We, we, it's been like probably four months since we've actually recorded a live but uh, we want to do more of that. There's a lot of good content in there. Um, you know, uh, our, our website, salestransformationgroup.com, you know, you can check us out. We also have a YouTube channel if you just want to check out some of my videos. But basically, you know, we have uh, online products and uh, they their online course and group coaching and one-on-one support and training. So we have uh, a sales accelerator program that's for really for any trade who wants to grow sales that it's more commercial and high-end residential. We have a program called Roof Warrior. So it's a door-to-door insurance restoration sales accelerator program uh, in partnership with my friend Heath Hicks in Tyler, Texas. We have a, a service program called uh, Service Accelerator. And um, that's a, actually a roofing service department program. We have, uh, we're have we about to launch a retail product for not roofing specific, like in-home sales product that's more specific to that. And then uh, we have an executive accelerator program to... Transform leaders into uh, executives and form an executive leadership team so you can uh, level up your business So we're, uh, we're having a lot of fun. We do live events. We'll have an event uh, this October called sales warrior live in Dallas You should sign up for that we get we go all in it's super fun two full days of personal transformation and sales and business transformation for owner sales leaders and salespeople and then um, We have uh, a couple of other live events that we'll be doing some more uh, executive mastermind events throughout the year uh, for companies that are at least at least three four five million and up we have we'll have a m- much larger companies in there but uh, it's going to be for for a little bit more established businesses dude
1: amen that's that's amazing you got a lot of amazing things going on and uh, definitely check them out. Sales transformation group team. Uh, Groth sounds like super awesome. That's going to be, that sounds like that's going to get ramped up here in the near future. Um, and for sure, would love to have you on another time to talk even a little bit, even just to give, give some gold nuggets on, uh, uh, um, on, on maybe what, you know, just some sales tips and tricks that could, that yep. could uh, give some of our contractors value. So that that'll be a cliffhanger for, for next time.
0: Sounds good. Dude. I'd love to.
1: Yes, dude. Yeah, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, your heart is amazing. And I'm, I'm blessed that that I had this opportunity to meet you and talk with you. Uh, and uh, I, I definitely am checking myself on my heart. You know, every, every morning I'm checking my flesh, right? You know, che- uh, separating my flesh from my spirit. And so thank you so much for that. I look forward to, um, you know, continuing to grow a relationship and and further the kingdom and uh, do good work and um, help people turn their businesses into, into ministries, the way that they operate with their team, the way that they operate with their customers, and just that people see that light in this world. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale to seven, even eight figures and beyond in a, in a way that positively impacts the world around you, head to contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash join the challenge and register free where you'll learn the step-by-step process that we use to scale contractors using paid advertising. I guarantee you'll get a ton of value from it. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. Ryan, thank you so much for being
0: here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there. Do great work and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.